Washington's farmers are at risk of losing millions of dollars in crops this season. I'm reading this actually directly from a a Q13 article. Great piece. A Q13 Fox. Uh, Farmers are at risk of losing crops because once the harvest is ready, there's just not enough people to to pick the, the fruit, the veggies, the whatever it is, make things happen on the farm, bring the harvest in. We've been talking about this off and on here on the program for years, and the situation is only getting worse. Welcome back. We continue here on The Farming Show, KGMI News Talk 790. I'm your host, Dylan Honkoop, uh, also with Save Family Farming, savefamilyfarming.org. Our sponsors are Laurel Farm and Western Supply, McAvoy Oil, and Farmers Equipment Company. Uh, glad to have here with us on the program the mor- uh, this morning the uh, reporter with Q13 who's been covering this. Simone uh, Del Rosario joins us on the phone this morning. And Simone, um, talk about what you found. You were, you were covering this in Auburn. Uh, a lot of us up here in, in the north part of the state think, wow, there's, there's farming in Auburn. Well, yes, there is. And in fact, you guys have video on your website of of a tractor out disking under a field of zucchini at at, uh, Mosby Farms. Explain what was going on there. Farm in Washington or really anywhere in the country, they took 20 acres of zucchini that they had spent all of season harvesting. But at the end of the day, when it came time to pick it, they didn't have the workers to do so. Anybody who's in farming knows zucchini grows a mile a minute. And you have to be out there in the fields. And they had to take that 20 acres and about $100,000 worth of crop and just put it right back into the ground. A heartbreaking, very hard business decision that this Mosby Farms in Auburn had to make. So how did you get word about this story? How does, how does a, a major Seattle news media outlet find out that this is, this is actually happening? So a few months ago, I learned that this was an issue happening in California, that they were experiencing a huge shortage of workers. And obviously, I know Washington season was about to start up at that time. And I knew if it was happening down there, it was only a matter of time before our workers, were, our farmers were going to be feeling the pinch. And in fact, this is not the first season that they've felt this pinch, of course, but it is getting worse, as you said in your introduction there. So we knew that this year was probably going to be worse than the last. And that zucchini being disked under the ground, that happened last season. But now you have a farm and many farms in Washington that are worried about how they're going to be able to make it through the season. And they're looking at maybe having, you know, fewer profits, running a little leaner, using crops that don't have as much labor intensive. So they're looking at cutting back because they know they're not going to have the workers coming in through their doors. We're also hearing about people looking to, and this is no joke, looking to robots uh, to to get work done uh, just because mm-hmm. they can't find the people to do it. Now, let's talk a little bit about that because some people out there are saying, well, there's obviously people who would do the work. They just need to pay enough. What what was what was this farmer and, and, and the interview that uh, you had there at Mosby Farms with, it was with one of the owners, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I forget, uh, Rosella Mo- Mosby, if I, if I'm correct, um, and I'd love to get, I should try to get in touch with her and bring her here on the program, talk about their <laughs> farm and, and things that they do. But but how did she talk about that? How, why is it that they just cannot get anybody? Look, to say that you just need to pay people enough is not the case. We have one of the lowest unemployment rates we've ever seen. 
you know, we heard the 3.9% unemployment rate that came out. And that really means that most of the people who want jobs at this point have jobs. And they're working in warehouses and they're working in construction. And that's what Rosella Mosby says she's competing with. She pays above minimum wage. Minimum wage in Washington is over $11 an hour. They're paying their workers well, and they're paying them hourly bonuses if they stay through the season. But people aren't coming in. It's hard work. They're finding other work, and they just don't want to do it. It's also seasonal. So, you know, you have to appeal to people who want to be there to work part-time, but not the full year. It's very interesting in light of, of some of the critics out there, like I mentioned, who do say, well, as, if farmers would just pay enough, uh, then, then they'd find the workers th- that they need. And, and as far as, as making that happen, I mean, you can pay more and more and more. At some point, you can't make your business go, period. It's not financially <laughs> feasible to grow a crop and harvest it and, and make any sort of money uh, if well, the labor yep. cost is too high. And that sounds like what she was up against. If I can interject here, what you're getting at too, this, this idea of just, well, we need to just pay more workers or we need to do something, pay workers more, or we need to, you know, look at this a different way. All that's doing really is incentivizing the corporate farms, you know, the ones that are able to mass produce and they aren't really paying their workers anymore, but they're being able to do it at a much larger scale. We're really penalizing the smaller workers here in Washington, the smaller farmers here in Washington, I should say. And that's exactly what uh, we're all about here with with the group I'm now with, Save Family Farming. Again, we're talking with Simone uh, Del Rosario, Q13 Fox, uh, reporter out of Seattle, covering this story a little bit south of us uh, here down in Auburn, uh, where, yeah, a a farmer was disking under a field of zucchini. I know there have been plenty of farms, uh, even farms up here in northwest Washington, plenty of farms on the east side that have uh, left fruit uh, to rot on the vine or on the tree uh, because they didn't have the people to harvest it you look at the video though and again and 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 i i hope i'm not making too much of this but i'm sure that you know somebody who's not familiar with this is seeing your the video that you took cool drone video overhead of this tractor disking the zucchini under and they would probably be thinking well just go out there just just pick the zucchini why why don't you just do it that's that's something that rosella mosby has kind of gone up against right now and actually that was her drone video that she took when it happened and they you know just needed to document it at that point it was such a big uh it was a big decision that they had to make but you know since we've brought that story to light since people have been starting to see it all over the states and you know right now it's the top story on our website which really means that it's resonating with people people are interested in this issue but people are asking her well why can't you just you know we pick it our family will come out and pick it for you it doesn't work that way. Zucchini grows very fast. You have to start really early. The hotter it gets, the faster it grows. And they just don't have the labor to do that. And it was it had to be a tough business decision to get to that point to just get under. And it was hard for them, especially, to see food go back into the ground. But yeah. they're not running a charity. They are running a business. They have to do what's best for the farm so that they can continue to provide food for their community and for the state. For years to come. Did she say what this means for their business? I mean, this would have to be a financial kick to the gut because they've got a lot invested already. All the field work, all the nutrients they put in, the seed, everything, mm-hmm. all the work to get that crop to where it was ready to pick and then to not pick it. All that money is just flushed down the drain. Uh, are they going to yeah. make it if they have to keep doing this? Oh, no. They, they're making big decisions on how they're going to move forward. Uh, she told me that the zucchini crop was a $100,000 loss. And this is a first-generation farm we're talking about. You know, they've been in business for decades, but 
they're still dealing with all of the initial upfront costs of the equipment and the land. And where are they going to be investing their money? So she told me that they aren't turning to some crops that may be a little bit more labor intensive because it's just not worth it at this point. They have to go lean and mean until they can figure out a better work source, her whole thing. And I know that farmers across the state and across the country are feeling the same way. They need a verifiable work source that is reliable to come in and help them out for the season. A lot of crops as well, especially grown here in Washington State, aren't just a matter of competing here at home, not even just a matter of competing in the United States, but but they're sold on global markets. I know I grow, grew up in and around the, the dairy and the, the berry uh, businesses up here in Whatcom County. Uh, my dad, a red raspberry grower, still is, and, and you know you, you may do things as well as you can here, but you're, you're selling your product against and competing with uh, people producing it in in, in Serbia or Chile or Mexico or wherever it might be, all those costs add up. And if your costs are too high, you can't compete anymore. Your business ultimately doesn't succeed. And that's what a lot of these a lot of these folks are looking at. I know right now the the red raspberry industry here in Washington State is is looking at well, what do we do? Um, they've got a lot of trade pressures on top of everything. That was also in the news uh, the past few days in the Bellingham Herald talking about the the trade action that they are interested in taking as the backdrop of President Trump and some of the things he's doing and NAFTA and what that could all mean. And it's pretty scary right now for farmers. The, the big picture is it's tough to grow food here in Washington, in the United States. And, and we know that's where people want their food to come from. They, they want it grown under safe uh, food safety regulations. They want it grown under good uh, labor regulations. Uh, but really all the, the pressures are, are pushing that food production to foreign countries. Look, when I'm shopping at the grocery store, I want to see the name Washington on that label. I want to know that it's a locally farmed product. But buying things abroad, buying things outside of our country's borders, having cheaper produce elsewhere that our farmers are competing with, it's not just the farmers who are hurting with this, and it's not just the consumer who's not getting the local product. It's also the guy who supplies the propane to the farm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the people who are getting the income from harvesting and packing and shipping. It's the people who service the tractors, who sell the tractors. All of these things that contribute to the local economy are a part of this. So I don't want people to think that, you know, a farm goes under because it's a lot of other people who rely on that business too. Yeah, it's it's not just the farm and, and ultimately it's the farm workers themselves as well, the ones that are here and do have jobs. Their jobs are at mm. risk too because if the farm doesn't make it, that food production goes elsewhere and the worst case scenario, and this is really happening right now, that food production goes to a foreign country where workers are paid $11 a day, for instance, in Mexico and there are very limited, if any, regulations as far as food safety and pesticides and all these kinds Kinds of things. So there are some big questions here right now about the future, really, of our, our, our food system. Uh, again, Simone Del Rosario with Q13 Fox on the phone with us this morning here on the, form, on the Farming Show on KGMI, uh, talking about her piece covering this uh, farm in the Auburn area, had to disc under a crop of zucchini. Uh, it's just one example of many. As the farm worker shortage worsens to a crisis level, you talked with uh, Representative Dan Newhouse. Uh, he was talking about 
about some of the things that he's working on to address this. You also uh, tackled the H-2A guest worker program. That's been kind of an um, option of last resort for some farms <laughs> in Washington State when no other workers can be found uh, to be able to still bring the crops in and, and still keep that food production here in Washington State. Explain what you found about the H-2A program in your research and covering the story. Well, Dylan, here's the thing. It's a last resort option, but it's not an option for everybody. It's extremely expensive. It's extremely cumbersome. It is a headache just to apply to the program or even find out the requirements. Look, I'm a journalist. I'm a researcher at trade, and I couldn't even navigate the system. You're dealing with four federal agencies. Then you have to go through state agencies, too. One of the things that Congress and Newhouse is working on is streamlining that process. He introduced an amendment that was put into the appropriations bill, so it's going full-fledged ahead in the House, and that will put it all into one online portal so people aren't dealing with four different federal agencies at one time trying to get all their ducks in a row. But even if you can apply, it's still extremely expensive to host these workers. Why, why is it? Why, expen- and we've talked about this on the show before, but explain why it's so expensive. I mean, I've tried to explain, but from your view and the research that you've done, what, 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 mm-hmm. why is it so hard for farmers to, to use this? Other than you know being confusing, which you certainly attest to, and, and I've experienced as well, the system is, is hard to navigate, but, but the mm-hmm. costs are, I mean, I, I think people aren't aware maybe of some of the things that farmers have to provide and do under uh, an H-2A situation? So the easiest part about that cost is that they pay an adverse wage rate, which basically means more money per hour to contribute to the idea of not hiring U.S. workers. Basically, hire U.S. workers first. You absolutely can't. We're going to have you pay a higher wage to foreign workers for a guest visa program. So that wage in Washington State is $14.12 an hour, that's the second highest adverse wage rate in the country. The highest one is in Hawaii. That's the easy part. Farmers would gladly pay 14 bucks an hour to get some good help. The hard part is that they have to provide housing while they're here. So you have a few options. You can use part of your farmland to build housing and take this farm in Auburn, for instance. Try building housing for guest workers in King County right now. See how long it would take you to get through all of the permits to be able to build the housing for that. So if you can't afford to build the housing yourself and put it on your land and host these workers that way, you've got to go put them up in hotels. These have certain regulations that have to go through the Washington Department of Health, so they have to meet a certain standard. That's super costly. It's very burdensome. On top of the housing, you also have to pay for their transportation, and you have to pay for daily meals. So you are hosting this person, but you can't just put them with, someone they may know here in the area. That's an issue. Rosella Mosby has workers in Mexico that know people here they can stay with, but that's not good enough for the H-2A program. She has to put them in separate housing. So when you come up with those housing and travel expenses, these smaller farms are saying, as much as I want the workers, I can't do this. It doesn't make sense. One of the projects I've been working with with my time here at, at Save Family Farming um, is our Protect Farm Workers Now uh, project. ProtectFarmWorkersNow.org is uh, our website. Protect Farm Workers on Facebook as well. One of the things we've been covering, you mentioned you know, housing. That, that's one of the big reasons why there are not the domestic workers here needed um, to, to bring crops in and, and to get work done on the farm. Uh, why? And we can get into a discussion about why housing is 
so expensive. Obviously, that's a hot topic in, in Seattle. It certainly is up here in northwest Washington. And now it's spreading to eastern Washington as well, where it's it's more of a new challenge for them. But it certainly uh, comes to bear on this farm worker issue. I mean, it's hard for any of us to afford to live here. Can you imagine for, for farm workers who may have uh, seasonal work to, to be able to afford housing? Interestingly, in Yakima, they went to the point where they, the uh, farms were are working on buying a hotel to turn it into uh, new uh, quality housing for guest workers, and and that's being opposed a- as well. Um, and and there's a, a large group uh, and a large push by activists against any sort of uh, benefit at all for H-2A workers in this regard because they don't want to see that there. Now, we've talked before here on the program and we talk at protectfarmworkersnow.org about some of the reasons why and the ulterior motives behind this, but it's kind of crazy when you see it. It's like, gosh, if, if we could just have a place for these folks to stay, but even even that's opposed um, by some who, who just don't want to see any of this happen. And, you know, H-2A workers are typically brought in specifically for one employer. There's not a lot of flexibility there. And we don't have the opportunity to have a collective group where, say, you know, you have a bunch of farms in one area of Washington. And, you know, this farmer A needs help for this amount of time. And then when they're done, it's like, well, farmer B could use that help. We don't have that opportunity with the H-2A program. With us on the program this morning is uh, Simone Del Rosario, reporter Q13 Fox, covering this. Uh, the headline, Where Are the Workers? A Farm Crisis in Washington. Check out the story Q13 Fox online. Of course, Q13Fox.com. Uh, we've shared it on our uh, social media profiles as well. Save Family Farming on Facebook. Uh, uh, Protect Farm Workers Now. We've shared it there as well. Uh, Simone, thank you for your time and, and keep following the story and stay in touch with us as well. My guess is as things ramp up in eastern Washington with the fruit harvest, the tree fruit folks and others, we're just going to see more and more of this where crops go unharvested and essentially go to waste because there aren't the the people to bring them in. Uh, Simone, we really appreciate your coverage of this and your time being with us here on the program. Absolutely, Dylan. Thank you so much for having me.